Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a Rocket Room production. Testing, testing. How's it going? How's it going? All right, well, we'll get started in a couple of minutes. I joined early just to kind of get the feel for the app and test things out. <clears throat> it's my first time not using the app, but hosting a, uh, a room on here. So, <clears throat> oh, well, I am glad you are um, using this time to listen. I actually did that earlier today when I was at work. So I definitely, definitely understand that. What do you, uh, let's see here. Uh, Liz, if you if you want to message, then what is a what is your favorite team? It looks like you are a um, Pirates fan. 
Oh, you got you got every team on your on your profile here, so that's exciting. Pittsburgh and Texas. I have been to Texas to see the Rangers play and went there two two years ago, 2019. I haven't gone to Pittsburgh. That's uh, that is on the agenda at some point in the next year or two. I try to go visit a stadium, a different stadium each year. So I've been to. Um, well, I'm from California originally, so I've been to Oakland, San Francisco. Uh, Texas Rangers, their old stadium, of course. Uh, Chicago White Sox. I went to the Minnesota Twins. I saw them play. Where else did I go? I feel like I'm missing a couple. Yeah, I think that's about it. So once once everything kind of comes back down to normal, I'm going to try to head out sometime this year to a, a team that, or a stadium, sorry, that I typically don't go to, so. That's kind of something that I enjoy. Uh, enjoy doing with my with my family. So, so I know as a, as a growing up, I I didn't get a chance to go to a ton of different stadiums. So we like we had season tickets to the Oakland uh, A's, so I saw a ton of those games. But we never really traveled outside of California uh, to see baseball. So that's something that I definitely want my kids to experience. Okay. Yeah, I've only been to one minor league, uh, one minor league game. Actually, two. I went to uh, San Jose Giants, and then I also went to Beloit Snappers. They they were the affiliate for the A's. I think they're the. I think now they are the affiliate for. Oh God, I want to say the Blue Jays, but I could be wrong. So, but I actually had a minor leaguer on my other podcast that I host. Uh, one of the Brewers minor leaguers. <clears throat> He's. It's actually interesting because he wasn't he wasn't drafted. He was signed as a as a free agent. Yeah, I agree. Minor league minor league teams are very fun, especially with younger younger kids, um, because there's a lot more for them to do, which is kind of exciting. But I. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so um, I lost my train of thought. But yes, minor league teams are fun. I think they're exciting, uh, really good with kids. So if you, I don't know if you if you have kids or not, but I have a, a four year old and a one year old, and then one one on the way. So I know that major league games are not the most exciting for kids. So minor leagues and independent ball too. We have a couple uh, independent leagues here in the area. So. Definitely uh, enjoy getting the kids out to see those. But uh, Texas, I was watching uh, them the other day. I'm trying to think what what game was it when? It might, I think it might have been opening day actually, when they had the uh, the crazy um, scoring. Uh, they lost today to the Blue Jays, but I think the Blue Jays are going to be really good this season. And uh, well, unfortunately, I think the Rangers are going to be really bad. <laughs> But 
Yeah, I'm hoping a few other people. I know it's March Madness. I think. Hold on, is it? Has the game started already? Let's see if I can... Yeah. So I doubt the ton of people are gonna hop on during during the game. I guess I should have thought about that. Well, it's gonna be every Monday at this time anyway. But I guess I should have waited to next week maybe. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know if many people are gonna leave their leave their game to watch it, but. Are you so? Are you from Pittsburgh originally, or Texas? Okay, well, just <clears throat> I was looking at some of the news of the uh, of the guess last the past couple of days or so. Nick Castellanos received a two game suspension for his role in the the bench clearing incident between the Reds and the Cardinals. He was the only one suspended. Uh, I think he got two games. He's going to appeal it. Uh, a couple other players, including Molina, were um, were. Um, Find, but he was the only one who was suspended, which I'm not entirely sure I agree with just because, uh, you know, baseball is an emotional game and a pitcher is allowed to show emotion after a big strikeout. Why can't a player uh, be allowed to show emotion after he he scores, right? Especially if you were hit by a pitch and then you were able to go all the way from home and then score on a wild pitch. Um, I know he got up and yelled, kind of flexed a little bit, but at the same time, you know, he's just showing his emotion, and the game of baseball needs players like that who can show emotion and kind of bring an excitement to um, baseball, which isn't really there, you know, typically. All right, you see John join here. See John, oh, also a Pirates fan, it looks like. How's it going, John? It's going good. Good. Glad oh. to hear that. Uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was uh, just watching my pirates uh, lose again. So, you know. <laughs> oh, that's well. That's never fun. Um, I uh, uh, I cheer for Oakland and uh, and the Brewers. Their Brewers Brewers are leaving or losing now, and then Oakland has been swept by the Astros in a four game I... series, which uh, is never fun. Especially now that you got to face the Dodgers right after, and uh, that's also another another funny. So yeah, that was rough. I, I, and I've always, um, I've always been an A's. Like A's has always been like my second favorite team, going back to when I was a kid. Um, and then um, you know when I got older, and you know you kind of like you know you kind of the teams that back the ballpark teams stick together type of thing. So 
I've always enjoyed um, watching them and kind of what they do. Um, always one of the pirates, like back, like the A's were really starting to get into the money ball stuff, like in the late nineties, I always wanted the pirates to be doing that type of stuff. And it took them so long to figure it out, but, um, hopefully they're on the right track now. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree. Um, their, their pitching was really poor and, uh, I don't know. It just wasn't really up to par, especially with the Astros just have the A's number. Uh, even going back to last playoffs, um, they beat them in the five game series and then they scored. I think I think they averaged nine runs in the in the four games to start the season against the A's. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's not very, it's not the most um, yeah, it's not the best way to start a season. And I see your uh, Liz, I see your note here about uh, Cabrian. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, um, John? Uh, yeah, Hayes. The third baseman for the uh, the Pirates. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's on the injured list right now. It doesn't seem too serious. He kind of jammed his wrists in the second game. He had a home run in the first game. Then he like swung the bat in the second game, hurt his wrist. They said it was you know X rays came back negative, but it was some inflammation. So yeah. put him on the IL and hopefully he'll come off and continue because he's been incredible. Yeah, I saw that he was on the at least ten days. It looks like, and then um, Philip Evans is going to take his spot. I think. Yeah, Evans homer yeah. tonight. Um, but that's been about. They had two Sella homers in the first inning, and that's pretty much been it. <laughs> Who are they playing right now? The Reds. Reds are up four to two, and still got something going in the eighth. Yeah, we, I was just talking about the the Reds and the Cardinals. Um, <clears throat> the little. Uh, scuffle, I guess that you, whatever you want to call it, the, the bench clearing um, a couple of days ago, and uh, I guess uh, Nick Castellanos is getting a two-game suspension for his role in that incident. Um, I guess I don't know if you saw it. You, uh, you are no, I, um, no really... I totally saw it. It's outrageous. I mean, he gets hit by a pitch because he kind of skipped. You know, you know the whole sequence. Like he hit a home run in the first game kind of skipped down the line a little bit, showboated a little bit, which all these players do now, right? Right. And then he gets drilled in the ribs. <laughs> and then when he, you know, he comes home, he kind of gets in the pitcher's face, but he just got hit by a pitch. Like, he's going to say it. And then he got, and then, you know, the bench is clear. And they said he incited the bench clearing incident. That, that was honestly the craziest uh, suspension I've ever seen. I don't understand how he got suspended for anything. Yeah, he was he suspended two games. He's going to appeal it, of course. Um, yeah, so the game before he got he hit the home run. He kind of he right. bat flipped, which everyone does. He kind of yeah. skipped, which again, uh-huh. that's not like it's an uncommon thing. Um, and then Molina is the one who shoved him. Yet Molina only got a fine as opposed to being suspended. So I I think I don't know if he's going to win his suspension or if he's going to get reduced to a game or however however they're however it's going to work out, but. Like I was saying, baseball is an emotional sport, and baseball has an issue with kind of marketing their players and kind of getting people excited to watch, especially younger uh, people. So just the fact that, you know, he shows emotion, that's good for the game, in my opinion. And you want your your baseball players to show that emotion. You know, if a pitcher can, like a closer can strike out somebody in a big inning and then start screaming into his glove and yell, and everybody applauds that. Yet, Nick Castellanos slides in 
on a wild pitch after being hit by that by a pitch to get on base, and then he yells and screams. Now he's showing the pitcher up, which I mean, in my opinion, I don't I don't uh, necessarily agree with that. I, I I'm completely with you. I I just I don't understand how and and you know those types. It wasn't even that bad of a bench clearing. You know, there weren't any, like, punches thrown. There weren't. No, none of that. It was just, like, guys kind of came off the bench. You know, they gathered around each other, and then, you know, they got it under control fairly quickly. I I, I just never, like, that is the craziest suspension. I mean, if they're going to suspend for that, then they're going to have to, I don't know, you're going to see a lot of suspensions this year then, unless, you know. Yeah, the the bench clearing was almost as if it was the – yeah, the bench clearing was almost as if it was the very first bench clearing. People were kind of, you know, not too sure what to do, especially after last season when you weren't able to. Um, if you left, if you you guys, people got in trouble because of COVID, especially right, players right, weren't allowed right. to leave. And that was so it's been, you know, a year and a half since they done that. So they're probably they're A lot of them were just kind of moseying around. Uh, the center part was kind of a little bit more, you know, exciting, I guess. But it was nothing compared to other other um, scuffles that have uh, been. And uh, Liz, I saw your your note here about you don't like Molina. I, I have never not liked Molina. I I um I appreciate everything he's done for his team and the fact that he has stayed on that team for so many years. And the Cardinals are a team that they're never really bad, even when they're you know when they miss the playoffs, they're not like a bad team. They're only out by a couple games, or um, they're never in a full rebuild, right? They're never going to be like the Pirates or the Astros or the Cubs for so many years where they lose, you know, 90 games, um, 100 games, and uh, or the even like the Tigers two years ago. So that's why I do appreciate that him on his team uh, just kind of being there. But, yeah, he is uh, – I do I do, I do, do agree with you in the sense that um, when he pushes somebody and then he kind of instigates everything with that shove, yet all he does is get a fine. So in that sense, I, I didn't appreciate um, Molina in that scenario. No, I mean he he definitely, um, I, you know, when Castellanos when he got in the pitcher's face, I mean Molina reacted right away, which I guess I mean I can understand it from like all sides in some respects, you know, um, but I guess whoever decided to come off the bench as first, maybe if, you know, if they're really trying to eliminate any kind of bench clearing incident, I guess they had to pick somebody. Maybe that's their reasoning, like they had to pick somebody. But they should have at least done two. I mean, how does the pitcher who drilled Castellanos get off? He gets nothing. I mean, he he drilled him right in the ribs. It was so obvious, right? Is there any doubt he was throwing at him? There's none, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you're not going to get any argument from me. And I, I am interested to see if they, after the appeal, if they're able to get that reduced. I don't think they're going to, you know, completely just be like, you know, you're, we made a mistake, you know. MLB kind of doesn't really say, do that. But they may reduce it to one game. So it's, uh, it's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. How? Uh, so looking at three teams uh, specifically that are undefeated, and if I was to tell you that after the first week, the Phillies, the Astros, and the Orioles were all undefeated, I think we could probably look at the Astros um, and, you know, say that's that's a possibility. The Phillies, they have a good 
uh, lineup. The rotation has some issues, but for the most part, they're a solid team. And then the Orioles, who had their best start since 2016. They sweep the Red Sox with an 11-3 victory to cap it off. Uh, Cedric Mullins had a sweep, uh, sweep uh, had a great weekend. He was batting 692, 9 for 13 in the first couple games. Uh, Bruce Zimmerman, their rookie left-hander, he looked good, went six innings, strike out five. Uh, he had a few runs, uh, gave up three runs on four hits, but overall he looked great. Where, How surprised were you that the Orioles were able to sweep, John? Hey, actually, I got a run. Someone's calling me. Oh, okay, no worries. Try to be back in a All right, perfect. Okay, nice talking to you. Yep. All right. Liz. Yeah. So, I think that um, the Orioles win. I think more said more about the Red Sox than it does about the Orioles. I mm-hmm. think the Orioles had a lot of good preseason planning and work to go into like they were better prepared I guess to say than the Red Sox were but I watched all three on the on MLB TV and I was very astonished yeah definitely I was uh like I said it's their best start since 2016 that year they did make a wild card so I'm not suggesting that this team is going to necessarily make a wild card appearance or even a playoff appearance or even be in the hunt. But it is kind of exciting for a team. If you looked at the um, Dakota projections, and I really don't take much stock of that because I feel, well, I mean, they they always say when they they, uh, put those out that, you know, we hate your team, you know, we get it, you know, just because so many people will look at those and, Say like really the Braves. I think they had them in third or fourth place in the division. So I mean, I'm not a big fan necessarily of taking that and you know betting my season off of that. But yeah, that was the best start, and it's just something that uh, Oriole fans can look at and be like, you know what, we didn't get swept, and at the same time, you know, we looked pretty good. So I do think they are more underestimated by the general public. Yeah, they have some talent. Like I was saying, uh, Bruce Zimmerman, their uh, rookie left-hander, he made it his second appearance. He was able to you know, do it in front of his family and friends. Uh, he went six innings, struck out five, gave up three three runs, but only on four hits. And overall, he gave a pretty good performance. So that's something he could build on, as well as that team um, going into the future. So I really... Uh, I really, I really was surprised, and I, I, I agree. I think it says a lot about the Red Sox in the, in the sense that they, they are not a good team. Like, I, and they have players, so I, w- I'm not surprised they are as bad as they are. But at the same time, I'm kind of not because over the last year and a half, they haven't really been really since their World Series win, right? They haven't really been as impressive. So I'm trying to look. I think they're playing. Or did they already play? Uh. Did they not play today? I swear they played today. I gotta figure out who. The Red Sox? Yeah, they're playing the um, Oh the race, yeah. The so they're yeah. beating the race seven to zero. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, rays are getting crushed right now. And Top I don't eight. necessarily think that it says anything about Boston's season as of yet, but I think it says more they weren't as prepared coming out. Like I think they had more of a mental mentality of oh, we got the Orioles for opener, we're gonna Sweep mm-hmm. them, crush them, 
and they just they were overconfident and underprepared in my yeah opinion. they kind of came out flat. But um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's you know there's a couple good teams that started off have had bad starts. Like Boston, they started one and two. Now they're two and two, which is good. They're five hundred, and I still think they will probably be among the no, favorites were, to represent the American League. Um, Boston got please. swept. They were they're zero and three, and then they who? they should win. To Boston is that who you said? Yeah, yeah. We were just yeah, talking about um, how the Orioles swept the uh, the mm-hmm. the Red Sox and have they, oh, okay. they're having the best start since uh, 2016. Um, that season, they made the wild card. I don't. I, again, I, I don't think they're going <laughs> to make the wild card this season. But uh, at the same time, it's just um, you know it's good for that that club and their fans to have something that they can um, cheer for. So. Uh, who else? Oh, Astros. So Astros are three and zero or four and zero. They have Oakland Athletics, which um, again surprised me because um, the last three seasons the A's have won ninety seven or the equivalent of ninety seven wins. Playoff three straight seasons. Um, I know they lost a couple key pieces, but they were able to pick up a few. And um, I, w- I was just surprised to see. I was expecting more of a split opposed to getting swept by the Astros. But uh, Bregman looked good. Altuve looked good. Alvarez couldn't get. They couldn't get him out. So those three hitters can bounce back to their season. They know last year. Say again. Check their jerseys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's funny because you can hear all the uh, all the booing that that the A's fans were doing is very obvious. And you know, I, I'm all for it. I think I think if you do what you did, um, you you shouldn't like last year they didn't play in front of fans, so they were able to get away with that. Um, I think this season they're gonna they're gonna have to wear that everywhere they go, either it's whether it's playing the Dodgers or. The, the A's or any team in the in American League, really. I'd say especially the Dodgers. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. And I know the A's are extre- uh, especially upset, as well as the Dodgers, obviously. But the A's feel like they could have won their division had the Astros not cheated in 18 and 19 because – sorry, 19, yeah, 18 and 19 because the A's, they were second, but they only lost the division by maybe three or four games. Um, so th- – I don't know how many games, you know, trash can, banging, and all that gives you advantage of. But if that's a four or five game advantage, if not more, they're easily second place uh, and in a wild card team at that. So I know that um, A's fans were really upset, and I mean, obviously they should be, but uh, they just put up, they couldn't put up a fight, which is kind of irritating if you're going to be upset and uh, talk all this trash. You need to score a few runs and at least get a split. Oh, I agree. I mean, their, I mean, their team. I guess whoever does all their music and, and things like that was they were playing, you know, songs that had cheating in the title and all that other stuff. I mean, who knows what the players had to do with that? But the players definitely didn't back it up at all. You know. Yeah, I know they played. Um, I think they carry Underwood before he cheats. Um, yeah. I know they played that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that was all funny. I mean, it was all really funny, but then they went out and got crushed every game. It's like, hey, come on, man. you got to back it up. If you're going to give the uh, Astros a hard time, you got to back it up. Yeah, I completely agree. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so like, I, 
And I think Astros are going to be good. A lot of people were kind of overlooking them. I mean, I thought I thought they were going to take a step back. I know I think a lot of t- people were picking the Angels perhaps to win the division. And we can talk about the Angels in a quick second, but let's look at the Phillies too. Another undefeated team swept the Braves. And the Braves, I had high expectations for them as well. Of course, you know, if you're looking at the Pocota standings, they had them at third or fourth, which I don't I don't care really. Um, it's still early for Oakland. It's still early for Braves. The Braves, it's still early for, you know, the Dodgers or, uh, or sorry, the Yankees, teams that didn't win their the first couple games. But you still want to start off on a good note. So, um, Phillies, they, they, you know, sent a little note to the division, like putting them on record, putting them on notice, I guess, by sweeping the Braves and letting them know that Phillies, uh, they're here to stay. So Zach Wheeler was locked in. I don't know if you saw his starts, but he went seven. Uh, 10 strikeouts, only gave up a hit. He was hitting 97 with sinker, four-seamer, looked good. So there's a lot to, to love about their pitching. And they have a good rotation, especially, you know, one, two, three. So. Yeah, I watched a good portion of, of their game yesterday. They're getting uh, shut out by DeGrom tonight. But, um, but who doesn't get shut out by DeGrom? So that's... Exactly, yeah. I mean, there's no shame in that. And then... Uh... That's, that's going to be an exciting division. Atlanta, Philly, Mets. Um, that's going to be interesting. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see who comes out in, in first place. Uh, like I said, Dakota had them all uh, in different, different than I would expect. But I think that the division is going to. They may produce three, three wild card or three playoff teams from that division. Well, I guess two. I guess because. The Padres or the Dodgers, whoever loses, the the the, the West probably going to be wild card team one. But uh, I can see two teams coming out of that division, either the Phillies, the Mets, the Nationals, uh, the Braves. Like I don't know who who's going to be, but it's going to be really exciting to watch. And I'm I'm always down with a good division that's you know solid all around, as opposed to a you know like a a team a division where they have maybe one or two top teams. And then they just, you know, get a bunch of easy wins, like the the Yankees in 19, how they just pretty much, I think they went 18-1 and one against the, uh, the Orioles, or maybe 17-2. Yeah. I can't remember, but they just destroyed them. That, you know, that's 17 wins right there. So I feel like uh, having a kite division is is exciting just because it gives um, a lot of, a lot of uh, different teams a chance, and as well as it brings excitement to the, uh, the division. In all baseball, really. Did, did you did you watch Otani last night? Did you guys see? Yes, yes, I did, and uh, I am a big fan of Shohei. I don't I don't like the Angels in general. Uh, I kind of never really did, but I am a big uh, Shohei Otani fan, and just to see him hit triple digits, and then um, and then you know do a hit a home run the next inning. Um, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. He K'd seven, and uh, he was hitting triple digits. He only went, I think, went four and two thirds, a little less than five innings, but he looked really good. And so did the Angels. I am uh, surprised at their start. Uh, I think they had walk off wins in that in their series. I can't remember, but they're three and one sitting three in the uh, American League West. Uh, no, uh, yeah, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is a stud for sure. Um, I'm a big fan of pitching and pitching. Oh, it was awesome last time. I mean, yeah, he didn't stay in the game very long, but 
I mean, to watch him throw hit 101 on the gun, one inning, and then just absolutely torch a ball into the the very next half inning. I mean, that's that's exciting, man. That, that that's great. If he can keep doing this, I, I hope I hope he stays healthy all year because that's just a lot of fun to watch. I mean, something like that, so unique and interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, it would be it would be cool to see the Angels, you know, finally, you know, be trout in the postseason. Well, I know they just the base fan, you know, wanted to get there, but um, it would it would be, be kind of kind of neat. Um, I agree. I think it's a shame uh, Mike Trout has only been to the playoffs once in his career, and they got swept by the Royals and really put up no fight. So it's, I yeah, I'm not a big Angels fan. I, I mean, but I, I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs just because it's good for baseball. It's good for baseball when uh, Tim Anderson is in the playoffs. It's good for baseball when Shohei Otani is in the playoffs. It's good for baseball when. You know, Fernando Tatis is in the playoffs. Those guys who can, well, not really Trout in the sense that he's going to market himself, but these players like Shohei Atani, who people all over are going to tune in, even if they're not an Angels fan, right? It's just something that you don't see very often. Um, so that's that's good for baseball, and obviously baseball is not the best, you know, at the whole marketing and uh, taking advantage of the young players that they have who have extremely, you know, big social media presence and uh, who are who are very, who play well, you know, and, they, and they're not afraid to let, you know, fat flip or show emotion. I think baseball needs a lot of more of that, so Trout in the playoffs, Otani in the playoffs is good. Yep, I agree. But uh, I tell you what isn't, it's uh, these, uh, that, I don't, I don't know how you feel about this, this role, I saw a lot of people on Twitter debating it. I, I I kind of to me it's kind of the same. It's when uh, the pitcher hits strike three, but then the ball gets past the catcher and he can still run, right? So to, I don't know if you saw that that play kind of out off that would show a Cade. I can't remember who he was. Who was it? Cade. Cade somebody. The, yep, the catcher couldn't get the ball. Say what? Who was it? I can't remember. Yeah, but then there's an errant throw to first, errant throw home to score, and then Shohei Otani gets rocks in the legs by whoever was slacking home. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Just knowing seeing that because he's had injury histories in the past, right? He's had Tommy John. He's had other different things that had kept him out, which is why I think they only went took did four and two-thirds injury because I was reading that he was taken out of the game not due to the injury, but just because they have a pitch limit, which is which is good. I, I'd rather have him um, pitching throughout the season, even if it's only going four or five innings, just so we can see him. You know, if they're in a playoff run, which I I think they should be in a in a playoff chase. So I would love to see him stay healthy and seeing him get just his legs get taken out from under him. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's one of those injuries where you think, okay, this may be. If he uh, if he didn't voluntarily become a hitter at that in that game, that's kind of something kind of similar to Buster Posey when he slid at home, or when somebody slid into him, broke something. I can't remember what it was. It might have been like 2012, yeah. 2013. He was out for a while, and next thing you know, that role changes where you can't run into yeah. the catch anymore. So, yeah, so I think. Yoan Mankato was the guy at the plate, and. Um, 
Jose Abreu is the one who slid into home. Okay. Um, but Jose Abreu didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he it was like, right. No, for sure. Normal slide. He just caught him awkwardly, and um, you know, Otani. That ball was high. It was thrown way over his head. I mean, he he shouldn't have tried to jump. You know, I mean, I guess it's just natural instinct. But he tried to jump for it, and that's what kind of got him off his feet. So when Abreu slid in, he really tumbled pretty hard. Um, and I mean, they said they didn't take him out because of injury, but there was no way they were going to leave him in. I mean, he was already kind of tiring, and you know, he's clearly limping off the field. You know, um, I just can't imagine he would have stayed in, in any situation there. Yeah, and I and think the errant throws were what caused that. Because, like, think if they didn't miss the throw to first, then nobody's running home. Oh yeah. Back. Oh no doubt. I mean, the throw to first was bad. That's because they would have got him. I mean, it was it would have been close, but he would have got him easily with a good throw. And then the inning would have been over. <laughs> you know, that would have been it. So, yeah, it was a, that was a tough way to, you know, tough way for him to go out of the game. But it was still exciting to see him. We'll see if he can build up, you know, stay longer in games. But, but what do you guys think? I mean, you know, it's weird with the DH rule when he – if he hits in the same game that he pitches, you know, they basically don't get a DH. Um, because when he comes out of the game, it's not like they can just slide a, you know, another hitter there in that spot. They, right. They have to basically manage the game like a National League game at that point. Um, and I find that really interesting on why they – it's cool, it's super exciting when he hits and pitches on the same – game, but on the other hand, strategically, it, uh, it doesn't seem like it's the best time to use him as a batter because of that, because of the rule. I agree, and, but, I mean, the good thing is that their, their manager did manage the Cubs, so he's used to right. switching and yeah. all that. Um, yeah. I, 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 if it was just an American League manager who's never done that before, I, he may ha- maybe be in a different position or I guess maybe not as used to it but it's the fact that um, he has done that before and you know he's been somewhat successful he won World Series uh, I guess he oh, probably yeah, has no, a bit no, Madden knows what he's doing, no doubt no doubt, but I mean it's, it's, it's taking one of your um, you know it's, it's a big advantage for one team to operate with a DH and one team not, you know I mean and, if, and especially if he only goes five innings, you know, you're doing it for, you have to do it for like half the game. That's, that is true. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't go long, then you're kind of putting yourself in that awkward position. Uh, Phillies, they're up five to two now in the Mets. Um, they, uh, I'm not sure who's pitching now. I guess it's like, it's a uh, low, 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 pitching. So they were able to come back. So they may start their season four and oh, trying to look, uh, Brewers are catching up to the Cubs, but um, their Cubs are going to put this game away, I think, soon here. And just looking at the upcoming series, um, I'll probably end on this here. Um, I'm excited to, uh, I don't know, maybe you guys can chime in as well, what you're maybe looking forward to. Um, but I'm really, I, I'm, I'm super high on the Marlins. I love their pitching, the young staff there. I mean, they're one and three, but at the same time, they're, they're a fun team to watch. If they can just get a little bit more offense, they'll be really good. 
the Royals and the Indians. Like, I am so high on the Royals. Uh, they have a really, really good young team, and they've been doing a lot of trades uh, the last couple of years to kind of hold, bolster their farm system, and now that's all starting to come up here. Um, the Royals. Uh, but anything that you guys are looking forward to this week? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of this Phillies Mets um, series and see how this plays out. I cannot believe you just saying that Philly was up 5-2. I was like, holy crap, I turned away from that game for a minute, and they scored five runs in the bottom of the eighth. Mm-hmm. So DeGrom came out after six. So they wasted a good DeGrom start, so that's going to be interesting. I like what you said about the Royals. I think they're super exciting. I mean, um, you know, and that division, who knows? That division can be wide open. Um, I think it's got a lot of young players coming up. So I, I love teams when they have young, a lot of young players kind of come up together at the same time. It could be interesting. So, yeah, it should be fun. Very cool. Liz, anything you're looking forward to? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk you on the Marlins. Um, I also think free agency was crazy this season because a lot of the teams just said let's blow it up and then everyone that you thought was like a staple player in a franchise was just gone yeah and now like Ben Benintendi's with the Royals and like oh, they've yeah. got him and Marte's with the Marlins now and like everyone that they traded off I was just like wow Josh Bell's with the Nationals like i they're going to do good with that. I'm yeah. looking to see how teams are going to rebuild now. Yeah, phase. the free agency was also kind of strange because it was a short, small sample size. A lot of teams didn't have the finance, finances that they typically would um, due to revenue that they lost and all that. So um, free agency was like, there's still good players who haven't been signed yet. So I'm interested to see kind of how if they latch onto a team that maybe has a few entries here and there. Uh, yeah, those can be really exciting. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I love baseball. Like, I watch a ton of it. Obviously, you guys are as well. Um, so I, I went ahead and followed both of you guys here. Um, I'm going to be here Mondays and Thursdays at 830 um, every every week. I'll so uh, I'll join when I can. Yeah, I just um, joined this app a couple of days ago. Okay. So. It's, uh, it's cool, and I love baseball, so I'll always talk it. So, yeah. If I ever see a notification pop up, someone's talking baseball, I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll join. So. Yeah, why not? It's, it's the coolest thing yeah. ever. So. Yeah. All right, well, you guys have a great rest of your evening. I hope your teams we'll do. do well. And uh, if you're watching the national championship, I uh, hope whoever you're cheering for wins the game. Unless have it's opposite uh, of who I'm cheering for. Yeah. Have a good night. <laughs> All right. Talk, talk to you guys later. later. Yeah. Bye.